0: Let me share my screen here and go to our Twitters so people can follow us. So, guys, here is my Twitter page. You can follow me at Annalise. Uh, let me show you Chris's Twitter page so you can also follow him. He is at Shutdown Amazon, And that is... Right here, and for those of you that are listening on Twitter, you're going to be audio only. But if you do switch to YouTube, um, even though we are audio only, you'll be able to see the screen I am sharing. So this is Chris's uh, Twitter profile. Please go ahead and follow him. Um, he's doing a lot of amazing work. So Chris, um, I want to get right into it. You have uh, you have an event coming up, and it is on November twenty seventh. It is a march on Amazon, um, and I wanted you to tell us a little bit about it. So you are the, f- the founder of the Congress of Essential Workers. What is the Congress of Essential Workers?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the Congress of Essential Workers is a, a collective of essential workers. A majority of Amazon workers former are current. Um, we also have um, people with other skills and assets in our organization. Um, some. Some are professors, um, some are artists, and some are just uh, frontline workers. Um, We are a collective of people uh, who came together throughout this pandemic um, to pretty much fight this labor movement that we have going on. Um, Aiming at Amazon, obviously, because uh, what happened to me, um, this story pretty much gravitated to other people and uh, they got involved in. That's how this organization pretty much was founded. Um, so, yeah, November 27th, um, it's not just any day, it's Black Friday. So, uh, I, you know, Black Friday is uh, the, the start of Amazon's holiday peak season where they start, uh, you know, uh, calling call a mandatory overtime for the workers, uh, shipping out millions of packages to get ready for the holidays and Christmas and all of that. So this is a very special day. Um, we all know it's Amazon workers that, uh, you know, working on Black Friday is very uh, strenuous and hard. And physical on your body so we want to make sure that we're, we're showing these workers in the warehouse that we're still out here fighting for them and um that's what we're going to do in seattle thank you
0: yeah i mean I, and i always like to have people share because obviously um you know there's a lot of us that have worked with you in the past that know what the congress of essential workers is but i always like to have you explain it so we can get additional people to understand what it is that you guys are really fighting for here um, and I think this is fantastic. So uh, I'm sharing right now the screen. And again, I'm also going to upload this to my anchor FM, but it's going to go to Spotify, it's going to go to uh, Apple podcasts. If any of you guys are listening audio only at any point and want to see what I'm sharing on my screen. Just go to the YouTube video. You'll see it. So let's go through this graphic. I really wanted to share this with people. Um, So it's the Stand Up for Essential Workers March on Peak Season Seattle. So is this going to be specifically in Seattle or do you know if there are going to be other events to complement this throughout the country?
1: Um, Yeah. So there's actually going to be an East Coast solidarity event that's going on in New York City in front of Jeff Bezos. Um, Shout out to um, Reverend Billy, who reached out to me, uh, he, he has an organization that that does these amazing events with visuals and blow up dolls. You may have seen, a, have you seen a picture of a Trump, a blow up Trump in the baby diaper? This is the organization <laughs> that, that is the organization behind it. And they actually reached out to me um, and told me that they want to actually uh, join an alliance and, and, and do an event in front of Jeff Bezos' mansion in New York City um, on Black Friday, the same time that we're gonna be protesting in Seattle on the West Coast. So um, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be another uh, headliner event. You know, hopefully we get enough media attention. I know uh, we usually do, but uh, we we wanna make sure that we're gaining uh, more support than anything. More customers are uh, understanding the reason why we're doing these things. Uh, More workers are getting information and um, stories are being told from workers directly um so we want everybody to understand that we're fighting for our communities
0: yeah thank you um celeste i know you're a big uh, big supporter of the of uh you know labor rights and the work that chris is doing you want to jump in on this
2: yeah it was actually it was so much fun i was at the um one in la since i'm in, i live in la um, so that was super fun. I, I love talking shit. Um, <laughs> I wish you would have came out right. <laughs> um, uh, it was definitely um, something that I feel everyone should, should participate. Um, I think we should not. You know, Amazon, because we're so spoiled as Americans, and Amazon's a great company. I think they got greedy, right? Uh, I think it started off, sorry, as a great company, and then after all, they got greedy. And I think it's because as a society, we want things fast, right? It's like two-day prime shipping, right? It's like, who gives a fuck about about the employees? I just want my shit now. Right? eBay has been around for years, way before Amazon. Those are that small business. I, I encourage anyone listening to support eBay. I um, mean, it's so crazy because now Amazon's selling on eBay too, dude. Oh, it, it's terrible. They're just trying to monop- monopolize, right? And not taking care of their employees, uh, which saddens me. I, I don't know if I can see. I mean, we there should be like a balance, you know? And I hope that what you're doing, Chris, that opens his eyes um, because he's, he was once poor too, right? And he's just, oh man, they're just, they're so, they get greedy with it at at, at a certain point with, you know, I don't know if they get to like the 2 million mark or
0: something, then they just turn into a different person, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely true. And it just, it it changes people. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like this is, the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and companies are lying to employees about the safety of working and, and, and whether people have gotten sick or not and putting people's lives at risk. Not to mention the fact that none of these essential workers are getting hazard pay at all. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that we, like, and, and the, the thing that is hilarious to me is the stock market is up but people are just on a downward spiral. And once the year is over, I mean, I don't know what is going to happen because there is gonna be, we're already in an economic depression, no matter what the stock market tells you. The stock market does not adequately reflect the lives of most Americans because most Americans don't have substantial investments in the stock market because they can't afford it. Mm
1: -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
0: people are about Mm -hmm. to be thrown out of their homes there, I mean, like I can tell you from personal experience, I'm getting $150 a week right now on, in unemployment, and that is ending December 26th. So what are we supposed to do when there's a pandemic, everything has shut down, and the government won't help us, which is what we pay taxes for? This isn't a handout that we're asking for. We're asking for essential workers to have appropriate pay, appropriate safety precautions, and we're asking for the government to use our tax dollars to help us survive through this. So Chris, why do you think that nobody in Congress, and certainly the White House, hasn't helped Americans the way that they should have? And also, um, why are they so comfortable giving trillions of dollars to corporations, including Amazon, when they give nothing to us?
1: Ooh, oh, man, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's just what these parties represent. Uh, they represent a class that is uh, not ours, obviously, you know, this pandemic exposed that about this country. They definitely exposed that about the government, how it operates, um, and who really, um, who they're really looking out for, which are the millionaires and billionaires, and, you know, the working class people, essential workers, um, we're nothing to them, you know, we, we, they ref- Reflecting the stock market, like you said, to the the way of living. And it's not really the reality of the situation. We're all out here facing addiction. I'm also one of them, you know, that's on unemployment and and barely making ends meet, you know, having children to raise as well. And it it just it's just Mm -hmm. sad to see that all of this, all of these months, we're all we're all out here protesting and, and fighting and advocating. And we can't even get a response, a simple response from the government. We're still begging for a second stimulus check, and they won't—they won't cut the check, obviously, because it, it, they want to see all that money go back to corporate, like they did the first time around. Uh, forget about us—you know we're nothing. So this is this is uh, America's true colors, and it's uh, it's sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so depressing, dude. <laughs> it's so depressing. It
1: really
2: is. Seriously wow sorry if i could just jump in i think this is why it's so important for us i and i talk about this all the time on our show right and at least on wire la how like we have to participate you know we're allowing the government to fuck us in the ass with no vaseline and it's it's fucking terrible and we're seeing it here and all these people that are like that don't that they're like oh it doesn't matter our vote doesn't matter you know what i mean like are you you're you're seeing it now live that it does matter like because so many people are turned off with the political um process that they don't call their congressmen that they don't again go the protest that they don't push you know keep you know um, or keeping these politicians honest this is what happens it's easier for them to just not give care about us. Not give us a second. St- We've been in this pandemic for set right seven months now. I think it is. Um, or, yeah. or so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and we don't have a second stimulus check, and they deducted um, the uh, the extra whoever was on unemployment was going to, I think, receive, like, $600 extra, and they cut that in half, because they, we supposedly didn't want to go back to work, like, we, you know, so people were like, oh, I think, um, I forgot his, I forgot, I'll think about it later, sorry, just the problems, I forgot, but um, Mnuchin, yeah, he was, like, he was like, these people don't want to go back to work, you know, so we have to have a balance, you know. I think we gave them too much. Like, $600 was too much. That's not even enough for rent in L.A. You know, how do how do people even survive? How about they survive off $600? You know, give your girlfriend $600 and see what happens. You know, <laughs> like, see what she says. I mean, you can, like, it's so, <laughs> yeah. it, he's the, the person that had a, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, that picture where she, um, I was getting off her nice jet, they were getting off their jet and they had like, you know, pictures of dollars or I guess not, it was not a picture, it was just a bunch of dollars, you know. Um, anyhow, it was laughing at us because they're so fucking rich, but uh, it, it's terrible how they, they really, it's, it's so clear right now that how it's apparent that they just really don't care about the working class.
0: Yeah, and I think this, I mean, this affects everyone on this call because, uh, Chris, you're African-American. Celeste and I are Latinas. So, and we got to keep in mind, these jobs that have the little pay and, and, and the bad conditions, a lot of those jobs are held by minorities. So, you know, it, it's, it's something that we have to deal with, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Majority essential workers is, uh, you know, black or brown and there's yep. no secret there. We were affected by the pandemic the most, um, and that's why I, you know, I chose to file a, a class action lawsuit that represents that, because we are the ones that are filling up these Amazon warehouses all across the nation, um, and we are the ones that's on the front lines, and we are the ones that are, are out here dying from this pandemic, and out here suffering the most because of this pandemic. On top of Dealing with the pandemic, we're dealing with social injustice and still getting, you know, shot down by police. So we get killed in multiple different ways. And now we're just asking for, for what well, we are old. We're old, aspirations and we're old. Like you said, these are our tax dollars, and they're holding them hostage to play politics over our lives. So I just, once again, it just exposed America for what it really is. It's a corporation, and it's, it's just a, a sad situation to see when you're from a another country looking on the outside, looking in. And it, it mm-hmm. just, you know, we just, once again, we have to continue to fight. This is our time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as someone who was born in another country, you know, and, and I get to, cause I came from Cuba when I was seven. So I get to see the differences and I get to see, and you know, it also gives you a perspective of there really is no government, no country that's gotten it hundred percent. Right. Like there are some that, you know, do this thing right, but do that thing wrong. Like for example, in Cuba, um, you know, they have a great medical system and they have great education. There's like a 99% literacy rate in Cuba, but then they have all those other problems. You know what I mean? And then here it's like, we have access to 12 gazillion options of everything, but we can't even get healthcare. (laughs) So it's just like, I think that, you know, we have to find a way to be able to move forward and in my opinion part of the problem is that we've got organizations like amazon and by the way chris i've mentioned this before but you inspired me to stop using amazon i have not used them in like two months <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. same all right well i thought yeah. yeah go ahead go no ahead. sorry
2: oh, i was just gonna say i've been using ebay but i will i i did um use amazon for a long time um
1: and when you see just, amazon now you should be disgusted. you should just look at it like oh amazon
2: yeah, right Good. and i see you <laughs> i see you dude you're
1: fucking branding yourself <laughs> and i'm like
2: no i will not purchase this for christmas i will not do it. <laughs> I, will, I will wait an extra week god damn it uh, for, for this shit and buy it on ebay you know um and then they're small, are supporting small business. But then, you know, what do you think, Chris? I have a question for you, actually, because there is a lot of small businesses, uh, if you know, these, that do sell on Amazon. You know, how do they how does Amazon treat them? I wonder.
1: Uh, they horrible, you know, because they only gonna let them eat for so much. And if they do start to sell a million bazillion dollars worth of revenue, Amazon's going to create a product that's similar and put them out of business. That's what they've been doing. Wow. There's no wow. secret there. That's that's why they're being sued right now in the UK for $28 billion, because that's what they do. They put small businesses out. They steal their data. They create these Amazon echoes and things that you think is Amazon-owned products. Those are, those are other people's ideas that they're stealing and branding. And people are thinking wow. that it's Amazon. It's not. It's not. They're putting other businesses out of business
2: that is so crazy. This is, this is things that we need to be discussing that you don't see this in mainstream media. Of course they're not going to talk about that on MSNBC, right? We need to get you on Wire again. You need to talk about this. This is something people need to know. I I always wondered, right? But I um I didn't know either. I thank you for sharing that. I'm going to tell everyone. everyone.
0: <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And just to let you guys know, you can follow, oh, there goes my limit. I try to see, you guys can tell, I try to uh, not be on social media too much. So I <laughs> I put a screen time limit on myself, like no more than 15 minutes, but we're going to make an exception <laughs> for Chris Day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is the Congress of Essential Workers Instagram page. Please go to it, follow it. Um, you can follow them here and it will make you aware of all of the events that they have going on i also want to encourage you guys if you have not subscribed to our channel yet hit subscribe hit like here is the website for the congress of essential workers you are able to get involved Um, you can sign up for their newsletter here is the info for the um or this was the this was an august 27th event that they had Um, and you can go ahead and join events so just stay up to date on the website Sign up for the mailing list. You guys send out emails with info, right, Chris?
1: Absolutely. Send out emails. We have another website as well, Um, amazonlaborunion.org.
0: That website is- What are they looking Laborunion.org?
1: Yes, amazonlaborunion.org.
0: Is this it? There we go. Go. So, guys, check that
2: out because Absolutely, this yeah. is how
0: we this get this. How, how going. you learn and how to is- a- oh, AmazonLaborUnion.org.
1: Like uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, AmazonLaborUnion.org is one of our members that created that site. And that site is giving Amazon workers direct information to become a union salt and their. Amazon facility. So I advise everybody to go there, read it, sign up, get on our mailing list so we can get in contact with you.
0: Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Um, So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, you know, and I know that you've told this story a million times before, but for those who are listening for the first time, what was the experience that you had with Amazon that led you to create uh, the Congress of Essential Workers and led you to take on the largest company almost in the world?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, pre-COVID, uh, I've worked at Amazon since 2015. Actually two days ago would have been my fifth year at university, uh, November 19th. So um, yeah, I worked there since then uh got promoted up to a supervisor really quick uh i've been a supervisor for four years and that was you know sounds like it's a good thing right to be a supervisor for four years but at the same time it was only because i was denied to become a salary manager 49 times i applied to become a manager and they never wanted to put me in that position Um, so it took me that time to realize that there's something systemically wrong and racially wrong with Amazon as well. Uh, The people higher up are predominantly white and all the workers are black and brown, indigenous are immigrant. And um, that's just the reality of it. I I worked at three major buildings, one in New Jersey, one in Connecticut and New York. Um, So I seen it, I seen it in every single building. It was was all the same. Um, So, and also another fun fact, uh, out of Amazon's a million plus workforce, uh, only eight percent of management is either black or brown, and for the first t- time in 26 years of his existence uh they have a, a, a black woman on their senior team now um, so that that just tells you right there that our chances of even moving up the chain are are slim to nothing so um I was already mentally done with with the company I was already ready to check out and resign um, they pay you to actually quit, but you can never work for amazon or subsidiaries ever again so I, was, I decided that I was gonna do that had uh, the virus not hit, I was gonna be done this year. But um, yeah, COVID-19 came into play late February, um, early March. And that's when I seen my employees start to get sick one by one, um, even the person that I worked with, she was sick. And that's what really set me off to take my stance because I'm like, you know, how did they allow sick people to come to this building? If we're supposed to be practicing social distancing and wearing a mask, and we don't have any of these things, then um, something's very wrong here. So I tried mm-hmm. to go to the proper channels, but it didn't happen. You know, I didn't get a response. So um, I had to take further action. I, I held the protest. Two hours after that protest, I was fired. Um, and then,
2: wow. you know, it was a week that later, fast.
1: that fast, yeah. And the week later, and so just. Real quick, you know, out of 5,000 employees that go to that building, I was the third person to be quarantined. So that tells you right there that they definitely put a target on me because I was telling all the workers the truth, you know, after the management told Mm -hmm. me not to tell anybody. So, yeah, a week after I was fired, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, yeah, had a meeting about trying to run a smear campaign on me, you know, calling me not smart or articulate, you know, um, um, basically trying to make me the face of the whole union efforts for Amazon and they'll be in a better PR position. And um, that that really catapulted and motivated me at the same time to uh, fight this guy and fight the company, you know, collectively. You know, I wasn't going to just, you know, file a lawsuit and just fade to black. I felt like, you know, my story, the platform that I was gaining um, should be used to raise, you know, the voices of those that are still working there that are afraid to speak up. Um, and, and those that are having, you know, have underlying the health conditions, the, the parents that are at home, the moms that are at home. So I'm fighting for everybody and that's what I felt like I should do. And that's how this organization sort of, once again, uh, came together naturally. Um, by May 1st is when we did a nationwide protest and and Tim Bray, Amazon's top engineer, resigned in solidarity with us. So it felt like, you know, we were doing the right thing. and. And here we are, seven months later, still fighting. Um, so you know, I'm just honored to be doing doing this. you know, this is the full time job now.
0: And you know, I think I've heard your story like it's it's got to be more than five or six times now. And every time it just pisses me off because what <laughs> this is, is we are, first of all, I don't understand how somebody is not in jail, telling yeah. you, that you cannot make your employees aware of the fact that their lives are in danger. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like this is literally the definition of going after a whistleblower, you know, and it's, this is bullshit. It's ridiculous. Like you're supposed to put people's lives at risk for the company profit. And that's part of what makes Amazon and companies like it so disgusting. It's disgusting
1: right and people have died you know people have died in my very facility that i started in and people have died in multiple facilities all across the nation they have died and amazon hasn't gave gave in their family any type of financial relief they did jeff basil just donated 800 million dollars last week then this week he donated another 630 something million to all these nonprofits, but he doesn't take care of his employees and he doesn't even offer money to the families that lost somebody, which is a shame. It's disgusting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man,
1: Celeste, what
2: so do you think? Terrible. I think people should be throwing jail for this. Yeah, terrible. I think oh man, it saddens me just hearing this how capitalism is just so greedy, you know? Like they just really it's profit over people. Um and it's like they can afford it. That's the thing too. Like Jay Basil's is never gonna spend Spend all his money. He's gonna die a billionaire, you know, or even I think I heard read somewhere that he might even be the first trillionaire, um, and you know, so he it's not that he cannot afford it, you know, um, and it 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 just it it saddens me, (laughs) it really does because I think a lot, you know, I hear Chris's story and something has to happen for people to participate in the political process, right? Something impactful. Um, for me, I think I was just, you know, it was embedded in me. My family, you know, were political activists in El Salvador. My mom was like, yeah, she's badass. And so it was embedded in me, right? A little brainwash here and there for the kids. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I love it. I love this stuff. But there's other people that don't, and I think a- another reason why I fight too is for my sister who's been battling ovarian cancer. Um, and I don't, I think there's a lot. I see the injustice in the medical uh, industry as well. Uh, how it is also uh, profit <laughs> over over people, and how do you profit off healthcare? You're the the, the most terrible businessman, ev- business people ever. <laughs> for you to like as a necessity or profiting off a necessity, you know? Um, and it is it, just, it's re- it's really sad because I feel like I think about this and I I don't, where is the balance, you know? Because I am i don't think that we should, uh, as a, a small business owner myself, I don't think like we should just not care about small businesses, right? But I think there's, it's just a balance and I don't see that. I don't, they just really, just care about corporations and not about the people you know I I just don't see a balance and or I just I don't know what it is is if they're just greedy they really just don't care they really just want to stay you know the one percent they really just want to continue suppressing us I guess I do know right I'm answering all my questions I'm like yeah it's all this it's like they're just you know continue suppressing us like they really don't (laughs) want (laughs) us to like just be a little rich like yeah, man, I say that. I think I, I, I remember, I think about my professor every time. You know, uh, my professor once said, Hey, uh, I, we're going to need somebody to serve my fries, right? We're going to need somebody to clean my, the restrooms, like, meaning not everyone's going to be fucking rich, you know, and it's, and it's okay. You know, we're not all going to be rich. People come over here just to have a great, you know, a good life for their kids so their kids won't grow up in a shitty third world country somewhere, you know? And that's okay, we're not trying to be fucking, you know, we're not trying to take your, your, all your, I don't know, your rich, like your fortune, guys, we're just trying to survive, we're just trying to feed our family, we're trying to be happy, we're not trying to live off the street, on the streets, you know, Um, this is, it's, it's, they're, they're so greedy, There's that's just what I'm thinking, they're just so greedy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's something that drives... You know what, guys? I was just thinking about this last night and I was getting kind of frustrated because I'm like, my I'm thinking about like my dreams and my goals, you know, and I'm like, man, it would be really nice to have like a stable place to live and like not worry if I can buy food or not. And I realized like my dreams are like basic shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to survive. And I'm like, this is so fucking depressing. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's a dream. Like that's like you you're not even going to be able to like not you but like you
0: it's so hard to reach that like stability. Like it's so like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like a, basic stability. Yeah. So, um Chris, let me ask you, are you going to be at both of these events?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um Monday is Cyber Monday. Um once again, you know, we're going to be advocating to boycott Amazon and uh, cancel your Prime if you haven't done so already, um, and we're going to be in uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, uh, Medina mansion. You know that's that's what we've been doing for the last several months, uh, protesting at all his mansions across the
0: can nation. The how to be many confined. mansions do he have?
1: <laughs> I don't know. To be honest with you, I just be you know looking for him. But several, I can several tell you,
0: different homes that he has now, right?
1: Yeah, I can tell you. We've been in the one in New York. That was eighty million. Washington, twenty three million. But this is it's still being renovated, so it, it, that's still going up in price. Um, that's a, a wow. museum, by the way. Um, the the, the wow. Beverly Hills, hundred and sixty five million. We know that's the biggest buy in California. Um, wow. Seattle mansion. I, I know it's somewhere in the upper twenty threes, and it's right next door to Bill Gates. So you know they just billionaire buddies. So, you know, yeah. we just going up, we're going to go up there and we're going to make some noise in their nice little rich neighborhood. You know, I'm already <laughs> being, war- I'm already being warned about it. You know, everybody. Like, oh, you know, they have their private security. I'm like, I don't give a damn, you know, yeah. they're going to see, they're going to see us come through there and using our first amendment. Right. So it is what it is. Um, You know, we're going to um once again, make some noise in front of his many uh, homes and, you know, we'll find the next one, but uh, you know seattle is more um you know we want to really go touch base with the corporate side though so black friday on 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 black friday going to the headquarters is really going to be substantial for us because we're we're showing the the corporate side that you know there's warehouse workers that that need to be taken care of
0: nice and and have you gotten a good response from people that want to attend
1: absolutely absolutely yeah i think Um, there's so many networks I'm gonna keep them under the wraps right now but um, tomorrow we're gonna have a nice little meeting with uh, majority of the orgs that do some great work up there and the press release will be out uh, early next week probably Monday and yeah we're we're gonna do what we always do make some good trouble and uh, hopefully (laughs) get some more support
0: that would be that would be fantastic I mean look The fact that Jeff Bezos is um, on his way to being the first trillionaire and that he could single-handedly fix Flint's water problem and still have more money than he could ever spend. But instead of doing stuff like that, he's uh, making sure that Amazon pays no taxes. It's just, it's just, it's disgusting. I, I completely support your movement. We need to boycott Amazon. This is, this has gone far enough um sky anything else you want or celeste i'm sorry anything else you want to say on that (laughs) um no i think um if
2: if anything i you know by you doing this chris you're i think opening eyes to other people because i know they they're gonna see what you know what's happening there they're gonna you know google your name or they're gonna see your campaign and they're they might reconsider um, shopping at Amazon um, they might care right because I think it's about caring people sometimes I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna buy it at Amazon I don't care he's um, like you don't care that people are dying <laughs> like you don't care that they don't give a crap about employees you don't you know what I mean like that that shows a lot from you, but I get it. Like I also understand because we're we're spoiled Americans. We are. We want things fast. We want things cheaper. Of course, we're on a budget as well. So sometimes we do just want to like go on eBay. It's a lot, um, it's all cheaper, you know, and I think we're a little selfish because society um has trained us to be that way. Um unfortunately we don't have a sense of community here. Um from just like saying hi to people near each other down the street, you know, uh, I have made it a a a a point to do that um this year that was one of my new year resolutions to to be friendlier like hey we should say hi to each other we're living in the same planet the same society the same community like hi just a little simple hi um because it shows a lot that you care and we should care and we should participate in the political process man we have to
0: yeah absolutely chris anything you want to say before we let you go
1: Yeah, uh, once again, thank you for having me. Um, Support, follow us, um, you know, follow my Twitter at shut underscore down Amazon. Uh, Please support the movement, you know, get involved. If you're an Amazon employee or even an essential worker, uh, please reach out if you need some help. Um, We always here for you guys. And uh, I'm I'm appreciative of everybody that's really already supporting the movement. Let's continue to fight. Fight must go on. And Absolutely. I heard Celeste, I heard Celeste, you coming to Seattle, right? Go fuck some shit up with you. <laughs> you it's all good. All right. We will. We will. Coming back to LA soon.
0: Okay, Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> and also we have, we actually did have Chris on. So Celeste and I also host uh, LA. You can find us, Uh, online at YourRevLA. That's our social media handle. And we did have an interview with Chris that does include video. So if you want to check that out, go to YourRevLA on Twitter and there will be all the links for our YouTube and everything else. And you can check out the full interview with Chris, including video. Chris, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Everybody follow him on Twitter and One last time, going to show you that graphic. Stand up for essential workers, march on Amazon. Uh, Join these events. Seriously, boycott Amazon. They're a terrible company. Until they're willing to be good corporate citizens, pay their taxes, and actually contribute to our society, um, they really should have no place in it, even if it inconveniences us a little. um, I really encourage you guys to, to stand up to them and do the right thing. Chris, thank you so much. I look forward to having you on again next time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right. Talk later. Bye, um, guys. And Celeste. Uh, Celeste, yes. do you have to go or do you want to do a quick Spanish segment about this?
2: Yeah, sure. And you can tell people to follow me if they want.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let me share my screen again and show you Celeste's profile. I go by Sky. One. Just to
2: make it easier sometimes. Because actually, my name is Celeste in Spanish, but not everybody can pronounce. Los gringos no lo pueden decir, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there it is, Celeste underscore Wete, uh, And of course, we also co-host your Vale. All right, so if you want to stick around and do a Spanish segment, we will end this live stream now and we'll start a Spanish one in a few minutes. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye.